everyone. I'm Dylan Greenwood. And I'm Harold Eustache. And this is For the Record with Greenwood Law. We're here today to talk about a really another important issue facing North Carolina. And we really try to do that here on our show, but this is one that actually could affect more people than anything we've ever talked about. And it's about expunctions or expungements. And for those of you who may not know what that is, that's the process, the legal process, of cleaning a record. So let's say you got criminal charges at some point. Um, there are different ways in which those could be taken off of a record so that anyone looking at your prior criminal history, whether for a background check or what have you, would not be able to see that. And North Carolina has expanded how those expunctions can take place, hasn't it, Harold? The legislature's passed a new law called the Second Chance Act, where uh, they've made expunctions more available to all North Carolinians. And part of the rationale for it was that uh, it's very difficult with a criminal record for people sometimes to find employment, uh, maybe to find housing and other things. So uh, the legislator wa legislature wanted to make it easier for people to clean their record up because about one in four North Carolinians has a criminal record. And I think if you do the math on that, that's a potential uh, for over two million North Carolinians uh, that could be affected by this act in some way. Now, it, it doesn't mean that all of those one in four are automatically eligible right. at all. There, there are actually some uh, very stringent requirements. Now that is eased up, but uh, I think when it gets down to it, uh, you got to meet a certain few key things, but employment isn't the only reason why people contact our office looking to try to clean their record, is it? No, it's not. I mean, sometimes people are falsely accused of crimes. One thing we see sometimes is uh, people um, will have, unfortunately, have relatives or, or people close to them borrow their identity, um, and sometimes they won't even know that there's a, you know, a criminal conviction or charge on their record and uh, unfortunately they'll find out you know when the background check is done and they'll need to get that off their record um, and sometimes people just don't want the embarrassment of having you know that charge or conviction um, on their record and they want to get rid of it so there's there's lots of reasons for it and, and even some of these convictions um, not just when you're applying for just any job a regular job but the, there's also um, certain types of licenses in North Carolina, such as barbers or other types of licenses, that can be affected um, by having a criminal conviction. So again, it's very important um, for, for many North Carolinians to, uh, to expunge their record. Because really the most common scenario that we see is we get called. Someone's talking to us and they say, I need my record clean. Mm -hmm. I thought when I went through this five, 10, 15 years ago, I got a dismissal or I was found not guilty. Uh, and they go, well, I thought it was just off of there. I thought it was gone. And they're surprised when they either uh, try to apply for another job, uh, they're up for a promotion. Uh, sometimes we get it when uh, people do contracting work, especially with the government, because they'll do background checks mm -hmm. on each new job. And we've gotten plenty of people that have called us up that's, you know, I've, I've been able to do everything with this job and now we took this extra one with the government mm -hmm. and they're running this background check and they're telling me I can't be on the job site because I have this thing that's on my record. And we see that so much because 
just because the case was dismissed, case was you were found not guilty, or what have you, I know for a fact we've come across HR departments that mm-hmm. will pull someone's background and not be able to fully understand the record that they're reading. A, a lot of times, so if somebody is arrested and charged with, for example, misdemeanor larceny 10 years ago, and let's say that charge was dismissed with a deferred dismissal, um, that's sort of a technical thing that we deal with in the court system, but you know, an employer may not understand that language at all and may just see misdemeanor larceny. And even though that charge was dismissed, um, may still hold that against that, that applicant. Um, and so that's part of why um, these expungements are so important because it really does expand the uh, ability for a lot of North Carolinians to work because there's, there's evidence that, um, that people, when they expunge their record, their, their incomes actually increase. Up to 25% right. in some cases. That's mm-hmm. just the average. Right. And these, it, when these people do background checks and they see just something listed, even though it may have been dismissed, and the people, when they just get this printout report, whether it's through HR, whoever's doing the background, they don't know why it was dismissed. Mm-hmm. They don't know how it was dismissed. Sometimes they don't even know how to read that it was, in fact, a dismissal or not right. guilty. A lot of people, and we've talked to uh, and educated a lot of people, that just because something is listed does not mean that that person was convicted. Right. Yes, they were charged, but it doesn't mean they were convicted. But then the follow-up is, and this is the unfortunate thing, is, well, they were charged. They should have never been charged in the first place. They never should have put themselves in a position to be charged in the first place. And Lord knows, you and I see stuff every day where that's not a fair assessment of what happens. Right. I mean, people people come by getting charged with crimes a myriad of ways. And sometimes, like, again, it could be, you know, identity theft or it could be a million other ways. But a charge simply brings uh, that uh, criminal offense, uh, potential criminal offense to court. It's just a mechanism to bring that to the justice system. But it doesn't um, mean that that person is necessarily guilty. Of course, we have um, in in our system that people that are charged with crimes are, of course, innocent until they're proven beyond a reasonable doubt guilty. And that's that's part of the rub. And that's why the legislature's um, done some of this. So when they Pass this uh, Second Chance Act, what are some of the changes that happen um, or that are going to happen in the future with this new law? Well, it's an incremental change, and there are going to be some changes that happen immediately this year, and then there are going to be some changes, the most significant change, I would argue, would be December of next year, December of 2021. And the major thing in this bill is basically what we get called about. Uh, is that if you're a dismissal, if you get a dismissal, a not guilty, uh, basically anything other than a guilty on your record for the charge, North Carolina has said that that is going to be automatically removed from your record starting December of 2021. And that is a huge impact on a lot of people. really is. And I understand why the legislature did it. Mm-hmm. Because when you parse out the numbers on it, and you say, well, okay, let's get these people in a situation where they can work again, or where you not have one of these barriers to an opportunity to work. And you 
uh, juxtapose that with what it costs to put someone in prison. The average prison bed in North Carolina per year is over $36,000. But you could have somebody out there working and then they come back. Well, what happens when you work, Harold? You pay taxes into the you system. You pay taxes. <laughs> right. So instead of a cost that you're putting out right. on somebody, you're getting revenue for the state back in because right. they're actually working. Mm-hmm. Because it's something when people have these barriers to entry, it's something like 41% on average get arrested within two years again. Right. Because it's that cycle that happens over and that we see all the time where somebody can't get a job and then they're they're caught in this you know it's trying vicious. to make income some other way. It is a vicious cycle. It really is. Um, so let's say somebody uh, had a plea deal um, which we see a lot you know after in next year and some of those charges let's say they had some felonies and they were dismissed would that automatically be expunged as well? Yes, yes, so um, it would because the another major aspect of the law is that having a prior felony on your record doesn't bar you necessarily from getting expunction. So that's one of the biggest things we run into now. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, it's unbelievable how far we've come since I've started my legal career when I first started, you got one expunction for your whole entire life. Uh, right, I remember that. And you know that as a fledgling DA I remember that, that was like, I remember, yeah. yeah. So what would happen was, you know, this was the, the classic scenario, is that someone would be in a relationship that they probably shouldn't be in, and their significant other would want to work through all the issues of the relationship through the court system. And they would rack up all these communicating threat, assault charges, and then the person wouldn't show up to court, they didn't want to follow through with it, they thought better of it, whatever. Right. And they would have like eight, nine, ten of these listed. And they would come to you and say, well, I want to get this off of my record, and go, well, pick one. You only get to pick one, and that's the one that's going to be taken off. And they go, well, what good does that do me? And you're on the other side going, well, I know. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's, it's a drop in the bucket compared to the situation that you're in. Fortunately though, uh, shortly into my career, that law changed where you could get unlimited expunctions for dismissals and not guilties. But it came with a caveat. And that caveat was that you couldn't have a prior felony on your record. So, you know, I, I know of a case that I had last year where a guy had a prior felony had done his whole entire time, had really changed his life, and picked up a really low-level marijuana charge. And he had never really been involved in drugs, no nothing. Mm -hmm. So he was eligible for some particular forms of relief. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I want to expunge this because, you know, all of a sudden he was uh, a driver and some other stuff and he was doing, he's like, I don't want this to mess up my opportunity. Uh, because people are going to see this because he was running to the same stuff that we're talking about now under this law you know that that person that we represented is going to be eligible to have their record expunged when just a few months ago when we wrapped the case up he wasn't that's that's huge for that person's life yeah for sure um another thing too is that um there's a period of time that people have to wait um, if they are convicted. So I know we've talked a little bit about um, expunging uh, 
things that have been dismissed and not guilty. But um, my understanding is that there's a way to expunge things that for people that have do have convictions. That's exactly right. And a few, I guess it's almost five years ago at this point, that became a new thing in North Carolina where you could get a nonviolent misdemeanor or felony expunged if it was the only thing that you had ever been convicted of, except for like traffic offenses and stuff okay. like that. And the legislature really narrowly defined what uh, nonviolent versus violent misdemeanor and felony was. And they really haven't touched that. So that is um, still there. And I so mean, the, the violent the violent misdemeanors and felonies still can't be no expunged. not okay. at all so if if there's something that has assaultive elements to it mm -hmm. so think things like simple assault assault on a female sexual battery mm -hmm. uh, any of those types of things assault on a government official no way the only way you can get that expunged is if you get a not guilty a trial or it was dismissed in some way okay and the legislature goes even further than that and says, well, you also can't expunge anything between an A and a G felony. You can't expunge anything that has breaking and entering as a part of the elements. Because breaking and entering is considered to be violent. Mm -hmm. Even when in federal law, it's considered to be violent. Right. And that's something that can have implications there. Uh, anything where you have to register as a sex offender can't get it expunged unless you get a not guilty or dismissal mm -hmm. in some way. So, I mean, there are a number of things that are really barred from being eligible. But if you are eligible and you wait a certain period of time, then you can go down the expunction process. That process is much more involved than anything involving just a dismissal. Uh, and a, a dismissal or a not guilty expunction, as you know, Harold, is very straightforward is it's one piece of paper and mm -hmm. some appearances in front of a judge when you start looking at expunction where you've had a prior conviction all of a sudden you've got to get affidavits from multiple people talking about your good character you have to wait that requisite period of time you have to then petition and file stuff with the clerk the DA's office the judge's office you have to have a hearing on it because the DA the DA would have the ability to make an argument against that person yes. having an expulsion. And, you know, 99% of the time, the DA doesn't have a dog in that fight. But you do have the one every now and then where they will come back and argue. And I've seen that. And it's always interesting for whatever reason when that does happen. But that's why it's important to have an attorney in those uh, particular types of expunctions. Really, it's important to have an attorney in any type of expunction. Sure because of the way you need to get judges to sign stuff, the way you have to petition and do all that. But especially with this type uh, where, you've, where you've had a prior conviction. And, I, and I've seen it in court where an expunction is on, is on the docket and the person is doing that expunction pro se by themselves without an attorney. And a lot of times, you know, these expunctions can be kind of technical in the paperwork. And if you mess something up, um, the judge won't sign it. So it is important to get counsel on these. If you're just joining us here on WTOB, for the record with Greenwood Law, got Dylan Greenwood, myself, Harold Eustache, uh, here talking about North Carolina's Expanded Second Chance Act. 
And it's an act that could have a huge impact on many citizens here in North Carolina for being able to clear up uh, people's uh, criminal records that could have huge, significant impacts on job opportunities and just uh, avoiding a lot of embarrassment for some people and just being able to go through life knowing that your record's clear and that maybe one mistake in your life doesn't have to define it. And that's a philosophy that we really uh, hold dear here in, in our office, mm -hmm. uh, that we don't feel like one mistake should have to define someone's life. And we've been talking about all of these ways in which people with prior convictions can get expunctions now under this new act. And so there are a few ways in which that can happen. So there's a, there are expunctions for one misdemeanor conviction, there are expunctions for multiple misdemeanor convictions, and then there's an expunction for a singular felony. And the way in which all of these can interact is really technical. Um, I, it is significant. The way the legislature has set it up, it really, if there are multiple convictions that could potentially be eligible under all of this, it is very important with the timing of each individual expunction. And, but fortunately, anyone who's going down that road should have time to prepare for that because there is a waiting period. Okay. And that waiting period comes when, um, depending on, upon the type of expunction. So if it's a one-off misdemeanor, it, the waiting period is five years. If there are multiple misdemeanor convictions, the waiting period is seven years. And if it's a one-off uh, felony conviction, nonviolent felony conviction, that waiting period is 10 years. And when you look at each individual one of those, um, you the time period begins essentially from when whatever the punishment was ends. So if I was convicted, a defendant was convicted of, you know, obtaining property by false pretense, which would be less, less than a class G, so it would be eligible for expunction. And um, I had 24 months probation. I would have to wait that 24 months, finish my probation, and, th and that the would clock be The clock starts then. Okay. Yes. So uh, at the end of that 24 months, that's when you start the clock for 10 years. So go ahead and set the reminder on your phone. <laughs> 10 years from then. I keep my phone that long. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. <laughs> so go ahead and set that reminder and then you know call up whoever you want to represent you and get it done. Again, because these are so technical mm -hmm. uh, and everything that you have to file, if you mess it up, then you're not going to get your expunction. Court ain't going to grant it. Right. So it's really important to get it right. And Harold, you've had a lot of experience when it comes to juvenile issues, mm -hmm. and there are um, significant rules and laws and stuff that affect juvenile expunctions, because one of the things we get talked about, again, in the same vein where people don't realize it's on the record, is everybody just assumes that if it happened before they were the age of 18, then no one's going to know about it because they were a minor. Right, and, and part of what happened in North Carolina is we had... Uh, this change in the juvenile law where we raised the age from 16 to 18. 
So because the age of juveniles has been raised, what the legislature tried to do to account for that was say that uh, if you were convicted of a crime between, between the ages of 16 and 18, um, that it, and even if that crime was uh, prior to December 1st of 2019, you can potentially get it expunged. Um, and you'd be eligible, if, again, if it's a nonviolent crime or it, it also cannot be a DWI and uh, you finished all of your probation, paid all your fines and fees and all, all that sort of stuff, um, it says that the, that the, uh, the court shall grant um, your petition to have that expunged off your record. So essentially what the legislature has tried to do was the same way that if you were in juvenile court after December 1st of 2019 and you had a conviction and it wouldn't go on your adult record, what they've tried to do is sort of retroactively make it possible for people that are convicted of, of, of offenses um, between, the, between the ages of 16 and 18 to have that wiped from their record. And it's really important because, you know, a lot of people in, in high school and, and, and at, at that age, they, they get, sometimes they get uh, in trouble for something and, and that can follow them um, quite a long way. And, and, and it can also have implications on things like student loans and, and all sorts of other stuff that's really important. So it's, it's potentially very important for people to get that stuff wiped off their record. So if, if that is something that you do have on your record, uh, it'd be wise for you to come in and talk to us about that um, to see we'll, how we can help you. And that's the, the types of expunctions we've discussed today. They're not the only ones that no. are out there. There's actually a whole list of potential expunctions. There are. It's just, I think if you go through the statistics that the office of the court keep track of mm -hmm. when it comes to expunctions, they're n not used uh, a lot. The most common one is the dismissal or the not guilty expunction. Uh, that is used thousands of times uh, throughout the year in the state of North Carolina. Some of these other ones, though, you look at the statistics and it's, some of them are less than 100 or wow. they're used hundreds of times. So those would include uh, gang offenses uh, under the age of 18. But with that one, there's a two-year waiting period. Okay. Um, then there are, if you're, if you have a drug dismissal under the age of 22, that is one that you can also file for. Now, with a lot of the change in laws that we've had um, because of the revised Second Chance Act, I think that one, I don't see how it's going to be applied as much anymore. In mm -hmm. fact, I think it was probably already on its last leg uh, just based off of some of the other changes I've seen in my career with being able to dis, uh, expunge dismissals just kind of all over the place anyway. Right. Uh, but there are also certain expunctions for prostitution offenses, uh, identity theft is one, if you're pardoned, I mean they're all over the place what you can do. Uh, but really when it gets down to it, it's important if you're eligible to clean up that record uh, that way you can uh, avoid any type of embarrassment, you can get maximize those job opportunities, get in a situation where you're not affecting student loans and any kind of educational opportunity. So Dylan, we've talked about all these different ways to, to get expunctions. How many expunctions can somebody get? That's loaded, that is a, that is a loaded question. It depends on uh, what it is, the type of expunction, all of that. So 
what's changed now is that uh, starting this December, if you've got a dismissal, a not guilty, it's unlimited expunctions for the rest of your life, regardless of whether or not you were a convicted felon or not. And that's a huge change because, again, that's unlimited. And that, that's fair because if you're, not, if you're a not guilty or a dismissal, that shouldn't have to follow you. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at something where it's a different section of the law where you do have a prior conviction, then that's where it gets tricky. So if you have multiple convictions on your record, there could be an avenue for all of those to be expunged depending upon what they are even if it wasn't within the same occurrence or the same session of court that used to be the requirement that right. had to all get taken care of at once and that was a strategy that we would employ mm -hmm. if we knew something was going down that route but that's different now basically once you on this change of law once you start down the road of doing a section 145 expunction and so what I mean by that are these expunctions that involve convictions that's under section 145 of this statute, then that is your cutoff. Anything that was eligible under that section up until that point, you can work it strategically, maneuver it, try to expunge it if you're, if but you're once eligible. once you get it expunged under 145, you have to... For the rest of your life, you're not allowed to use that section of the law to expunge something off of your record. Okay. So let's say you had five prior convictions that somehow or another got eligible under this change of law, their Second Chance Act. You got them done, and then you turned around a week later and stole something from Walmart, and all of a sudden you're facing this uh, new charge. If you got convicted, you can't turn around again in five years or in seven years under whichever part of the statute you want to go under and say, well, I want to get a, a new expunction no can do. Uh, the only way you could get an expunction is if you were to get a not guilty or to get a dismissal in some way. Okay. So it really limits your options. Uh, so whenever you do this, you better know that your um, possibility of, of criminal enterprise is no longer mm -hmm. there, uh, that okay. you're on the straight and narrow from then on out because uh, you're not going to be afforded a lot of these other opportunities. Glad that we got to talk about expunctions and all the intricacies of, of that and how uh, we can potentially uh, clean up North Carolinians' records. Um, don't forget to join us uh, next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. on WTOB for the record with Greenwood Law. Um, we are going to be talking about uh, gun rights and, and gun laws. We're doing a two-part series on that. So uh, next week we're going to be talking about um, concealed carry permits and all the uh, rights and, and laws around it, how you get it, um, and how there, there are different criminal offenses that could go along with concealing a weapon or a gun. And we're gonna talk through every piece of that. And uh, so we hope that you can join us next week um, on that. And before we go, as always, everyone, remember the Greenwood Law Bill of Rights. And that's first and foremost, I will not represent myself in court. Second, I will not do law enforcement's job for them. Three, I will not make statements when stopped by law enforcement. Four, I will not consent to searches when asked by law enforcement. And five, most importantly, I will not be my own star witness for the prosecution. A lot of changes out there when it comes to expunctions, ladies and gentlemen. 
could have a big impact on a lot of North Carolinians, getting them back into the job force, productive, especially in the midst of everything that's gone on this year in 2020. Uh, so it's not a crime to know your rights, stay informed, stay safe. This is For the Record with Greenwood Law, signing off.